Welcome to Audix. For help at any time, press enter password and pound. Scott Melfred. New messages. Hey, Scott, it's uh, John Horseman here at the White House. Uh, just wanted to see if you guys have made a determination on that op-ed. So either way, give me a call back, 202 Voice. Call received 840. Hey, Scott, this is Brandon Weatherby calling with Senator Jennifer Schilling's office. Voice. Call received. Hi, Scott, this is Suzanne Stoltenberg, and I... No more messages. Phil, let's go to the phones. Every week we get a mountain of email at the Wisconsin State Journal on the opinion page, but we also get personal messages on our voicemail machine. They might be politicians looking for publicity or press handlers. They might be a community group hoping to meet with our editorial board. But a lot of times they're just ordinary people who are sharing their view of something going on in the community. Or profanity we can't share on this podcast. (laughs) We will be playing a couple of nasty grams today, also some positive feedback, and we'll also be answering some of the reader questions that they left on our voicemail. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the political cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. So, Scott, should we just go to the phones and and hear the first message we have? Yeah, let's start out with a nice one. How about... To respond or forward, voice call received 955-8. My name is uh, Jeff, and uh, I was really calling for Phil. I'm sorry, I don't remember his last name. Um, I enjoyed the editorial page particularly and also the political cartoons. Well, at least he knows your first name, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last name is really hard to remember because it's not like an appendage of your body or anything like that. It's Phil Hans. It's Phil Hans. Just like your voicemail says. Hey, I like people who like me. I have nothing wrong with this with this with this uh, voicemail. All right, one more nice one, then we'll get to the nasty grams. Here you go, Phil. Forty-five p.m. You don't have to get back to me. I just have a couple of comments. I've kind of been missing Leonard Pitt's column. He used to seem to be more of a regular than he has been lately, and I I really like his column. And I also want to comment on Phil Hands, his cartoon today about respecting and disrespecting the office of the president was wonderful, and I think he's a real treasure, and uh, he's the first thing I look for in my paper. He is a wonderful cartoonist. Thank you. Now, Scott, you forwarded that message off to the, to the corporate vice president at Lee, right? <laughs> of course not, because I can tell it was transparent. It's your mom calling. That doesn't sound quite like my mom. I mean, my mom's got a, a different – she's got a different voice to her. Yeah. Well, you are a treasure, Phil. I look to your cartoons as the first thing I look at, but that's my job. I look at them before they even go in the paper. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You have to look at my <laughs> cartoons. We tend to get more negative feedback, I would say, than positive. I think people that don't like things are more likely to pick up a phone and call than people think everything is just wonderful. One addendum to that call, though, is anytime Leonard Pitts, who is our Monday columnist— Not our columnist. He writes for the Miami Herald. Right. Syndicated columnist who we subscribe to and run. Religiously. We we run his column religiously, I would say. Yeah. I'd say he's probably one of our most popular columnists. In any case, when he's missing for a couple weeks, I often will get people calling and saying, what did you do to 
Leonard Pitts, and you know what? I haven't done anything. He gets vacation. Yeah, so they, he's, he's been working for a very long time. Uh, he's probably very high up at his newspaper, and he gets a lot of vacation time, and he takes it. I think there is one time during the year where he'll take like a month. A long time ago, when when I was a grad student at UW, you came and spoke to our class. Jim Boffman's class. Jim, Bo- Jim Boffman's class. And we yeah. had a beer afterwards. With this, Jim. With Jim. And Jim was saying one of the tricks is to get in Leonard Pitts anywhere is he's an avid golfer. And so if you can if if, <laughs> if you can get him if you can like set up some golf with for him, he'll come and play it he'll he'll come and speak at your newspaper. Ah, well he he came uh, once and I was lucky enough to have lunch with him. That was right after he had covered the hurricane down in New Orleans. Okay. And that was really interesting, but I didn't play. Luckily, I didn't invite him to golf cuz I don't play golf and I would have embarrassed myself. Yeah, you're very bad at golf. <laughs> I well, play golf, and I'm very bad at golf. You don't play golf, and you're very bad at I golf. I don't think I'm bad at golf. I just don't play it. How can you say I'm bad? I've never played it. Oh, I guarantee you're bad at golf. <laughs> if I if I practice and I'm this bad, you've got to be worse. It's my biggest weakness as a middle manager is that I don't <laughs> golf. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's keep rolling here on the uh, voicemails. I think all of these are from my voicemail in the last couple of weeks, but this one, Phil, is from yours. Hey, I'm looking at your cartoon, Mr. Phil. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> this guy, you know, unemployment is the lowest since the probably 1950s. Uh, economy is booming. Uh, the other countries respect us again. Uh, uh, I mean, science for, for, for uh, help needed uh, everywhere. Uh, you know, warehouse in Toma, Walmart, 20 bucks an hour for start. I, I don't know why you hate this guy. Why you guys don't like him? He's giving his paycheck to charities. Who cares about his uh, business dealing? He's fine. And you know what? Every businessman is always on the edge, Phil. You know, on the edge of legality. That's how they do a business. That's how they make money. We don't care. We are regular people. We don't give a S about his financing or Deutsche Bank Bank or... You know, it's between him and IRS. If he got some problems with IRS, not not it's not a Nancy Pelosi business. Uh, oh, they're all saying, "Oh, American people should know." We don't give a shit, man, about this great president. Much much better than Donald Reagan, because this guy he knows how to count money, and and uh, economy is booming. So what the heck is wrong with you? I wish he was our president for the next hundred years. I think he's a great president. To respond or forward, press 1. So we should be clear. I actually know that letter writer. He's not a KGB (laughs) agent. He's an immigrant to this country. He loves America, and he loves Donald Trump. I like this guy because he sends a lot of letters to the editor. It was a beautiful message. It's a beautiful message. He's all, you know, he calls me up and criticizes. This cartoon, I was making fun of Trump because we found out that back in the 80s and 90s when he was supposedly one of the richest men in Manhattan, he lost like a billion dollars on bad business deals. Mostly his daddy's money he lost on bad business deals. Oh, was this the biggest loser the, cartoon? And I drew Trump as the biggest loser. Oh, yeah, I like that cartoon. Yeah, so that was a fun cartoon. And, and this guy didn't like it. He's like, well, we shouldn't care about his finances or how much money he lost or how bad at business he is because he's clearly the greatest president of all time. Obviously, and he should stay for 100 years. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure this. I'm not sure that the the caller understands how democracies work all that well. So you get a lot of negative views. You get a lot of positive views. That's probably true of editorials too. We don't get very nuanced voicemails or emails. They tend to be 
yeah, go get them or you suck. And that's that's fine. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's people viscerally reacting to the content we're creating, which is the whole reason we're creating the content is to get people talking about stuff. And we give preference to opinions that people send into us for publication, a letter to the editor, which is about 200 words. We give preference to views that are opposed or disagree with our own opinions. We love those. Those are our favorites. So by all means, if you don't like something in the paper, send in your own view and compete on the town square for uh, public acceptance. One of my pet peeves is people who call in and say, you never run opinions like I have in the newspaper. And our response is, well, send in your opinion to the newspaper. And by the way, how would they do that? Uh, they could they could email us. That's always the best way to do that. Um, and our email address is wsjopine, O-P-I-N-E, at madison.com. There's also a form on madison.com where you can just fill in your letter. All right. Let's keep rolling here. Voice call. Uh, hello. Um, I'm calling in regard to a very distasteful cartoon. I don't think that Mr. Bryden needs that kind of publicity, and I don't think he should have it. And I, I think it's a very rude sort of thing to have put out there for, I'm going to say, entertainment. I don't think it has a place as a cartoon in the, the major Madison newspaper. Of course, making fun of Democrats has no place in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she wouldn't complain about me drawing Trump in a Biggest Loser outfit or as an elephant. Yeah, just to be clear, so this was actually not your cartoon. This was by Nate Beeler of the Columbus Dispatch. He's a buddy of mine. The cartoon is set up with several of the Democratic candidates for president, and they're all saying they'll give you something for free. So, for example, Elizabeth Warren, who has a 2020 button on, says free tuition. And Kamala Harris says free health care. And then Joe Biden's button says Free shoulder rubs. Because Joe Biden has been seen many times touching women. Some of them have said it's inappropriate, but not sexual, but inappropriate. And yeah. Now, I would agree with this reader that this Joe Biden does not need this publicity. Joe Biden does not want this publicity. <laughs> right. Nor does he need it, but it is not inappropriate for an editorial cartoon to point out that Joe Biden has a habit of invading people's personal space and being a little creepy, particularly when it's a woman. And it's kind of a deep cartoon, too, because actually Joe Biden's the one moderate person on the stump who's not promising a bunch of free stuff to everybody, too. Yeah, yeah that's true. So it's not, it, works on good, it works on all levels. So there are good yeah. cartoonists out there not named Phil Hands, and we try and run some of their cartoons <laughs> in our paper when I get the day off or something like that. I think some people look at the editorial page and expect or want it to be either leaning all the way left or leaning all the way right. And some editorial pages do that, but not our page at the Wisconsin State Journal. We run a diversity of views. Now, if you're liberal, I'm going to tell you, we think a diversity of views on the editorial page is good. And then you, it's really hard for you to disagree with that. Yeah. If, you, if you're a conservative, I'm going to tell you, I think a competition of ideas on the editorial <laughs> page is the best. And then if you're a conservative, you can't argue with that either. That's right. But they still do. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. I think this next one qualifies as a nasty gram. Hi, Scott. Your whole operation in general is pathetic.
pathetic. You people are pathetic. You rely on the Associated Press. You're a liberal mouthpiece. You're just pathetic. And I will be ending my subscription with your pathetic rag of a newspaper. I would suggest you get a different job because you're probably smarter than what you're sitting in right now, which is a cesspool. You, you, you and the people you work for are clueless goddamn idiots. Get a new job. Get a new life. Figure it out. Share this information with the people you work for. This is, you, you're just pathetic, and that's all I can say without swearing and cursing. Bye. You know, this guy did something that I, I have a, I, my hunch is that he's calling to us because he thinks we're liberal rag, right? Is that is that the assumption, or is, am I just assuming too much? No, you're. I, I have researched this, Phil, and the day that he left us his nasty gram on the front page was an Associated Press story with the headline, Trump tried to take control over probe. Okay. It's about the Mueller investigation. Yeah. So I have to think that that's what set him off. And it wasn't, by the way, our opinion page, because our opinion page cartoon was making fun of Democrats in sanctuary cities. Ah, okay. It's like people read one thing and then they decide you're either, you know, the last caller, we're terrible because we're beating up on Joe Biden. Yeah. Now it's just an Associated Press article on the front page talking about Trump, basically the facts that he did try to meddle with the with meddle the with the Mueller investigation, and his staff, uh, luckily for him, stopped him in some ways from doing that. Yeah. What's interesting about him is that, uh, as this caller in particular, is that even though I assume he's from the right, he he did something which people on the left are doing all the time, which is driving me nuts, which is they are saying how offended they are by something, but not actually explaining (laughs) what is offensive. Yeah. He didn't even say what it was other than he says Associated Press. Yeah. Yeah. I did did like that he assumed that at one point you're clueless, but also too smart for your job. So that's... (laughs) I like that too. So, you know, what I attribute that to is I think my voicemail uh, intro is a very precise professional voicemail intro. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's thinking, well, the guy didn't sound like that big of an idiot, but I'm going to unload anyway. Unlike my voicemail, which is like, hey, this is Phil Hans here, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like Bozo the Clown. Woohoo! it's Or Krusty, I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to relate to you in, in your generation. You I know who you Bozo know, the Clown oh, is. You do. The, okay. the grand prize game. It was every kid's dream. <laughs> Almost every time you get a nasty gram, they never leave their name and their phone number. They're just unloading. What time of day did this guy call, do you know? I don't, but I came in in the morning and it was there. So, so I get I get, I get, a lot of nasty phone calls at like yeah. 7.30 on a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, when there's absolutely no way I'm going to be in the office. Like, cause yeah. who's in the like. I don't care how dedicated I am to, to drawing cartoons. I'm not going to be in the office at 7.30 on a Saturday night. But you know what? I will say in his defense... What I love about Wisconsin, because as we all know, I didn't grow up here, is that this guy, as angry as he is, at least thinks it's bad to swear on the phone. You go to other <laughs> yeah. states where that's all you get, you know? Yeah, maybe he was making up for the few naughty words he I mean, used. you ever listen to a Trump, Trump press conference? I mean, you know, like, you know, <laughs> New York, I bet if you work for like the New York Daily News or Daily Post or something like that, you get a lot of swear words in your in your in your. What are you mails. talking about? All right, here's another voicemail. I think this uh, reader has a 
good point, um, but we do have a response. Voice. Yes, good morning. I am calling about an article that you had in Sunday's paper about the use of plastic and trying to eliminate some use of the plastic. But then why are you using these yellow plastic bags if your article was about trying to eliminate use of plastic? I can't understand why you're doing this all of a sudden. I get the state journal that was in a plastic bag. You didn't by chance check the weather report for the day this letter, <laughs> this uh, this call came in, did you? Uh, I actually called. The reason why we put newspapers in plastic is so they don't get wet. When it rains. Yeah. I called our uh, circulation manager. And, yes, the paper is put in plastic if we think it's going to get wet because of the weather. Also... Uh, I did not know this. If you keep your plastic bags, you can return them to the carrier or just bring them into the state journal offices and we will reuse them. I didn't know that either. That's actually really useful information. Number two, I didn't know this. The plastic is recycled plastic that we buy to put the papers in. So we're not killing any more dinosaur bones. Also, the newsprint of our newspaper is recycled paper, for what it's worth. Yeah. We are trying not to waste resources. Yeah. And uh, thirdly, an option for people is they can subscribe digitally to our newspaper, too. That's right. And we have deals going right now, Phil. Boy, yeah. this is a total uh, <laughs> shilling of our products here. Well, somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> right. Just go to madison.com slash subscribe now. You can get three months for $3.00 of unlimited access on madison.com on any device, and you won't get the survey questions, and you can also see our e-edition, which is an electronic version of the newspaper as it looks in print. That's at madison.com slash subscribe now. And that's the end of my ad, Phil. Voice call. Scott, it's Sunday, and I'm just going through the front section, the A section of the paper, and... uh, my wife and I were talking here, you've got about eight pages of ads and around six pages of news, uh, plus you have your other ad section, and I'm not relating to the other sections in through there, but do you really think with eight pages of ads and six pages of news it's really worth subscribing to? Maybe you guys ought to sit and talk to something. I know newspapers are having a problem, but if I'm going to pay for ads, um, I think I'd be a little more selective. Talk to you later. Have fun. Good weekend. Nice guy. Yeah. I think he's got it backwards. Um, He thinks he's paying for advertising. He's not. Uh, Those ads are subsidizing the paper. The paper would be much more expensive if we didn't have advertising in it. Yeah. Uh, So I think in this environment and age where we need journalism more than ever, I'm not going to complain about advertising in the paper and lots of advertising in the paper that's what makes all of these journalists get paid and work here i heard a publisher once and it wasn't the publisher of the state journal but it was a publisher of a smaller paper say at one time that the price of your subscription pays for printing the paper and delivering it to your house all the journalism is paid for by advertising i get the guy's point that 
you, you know, he's he's getting the newspaper for the news, not for the ads. Mm-hmm. But that's always been a part of the newspaper. Uh, he's obviously just looking at the front section. There's a whole nother, you know, there's a local section. There's the features section. There's the business and our section, opinion. There's sports. He's talking about the troubles newspapers are having nowadays. But if in the heyday 30 years ago, you would have found a ton of ads in your local newspaper. It yeah. would have been full of ads. Probably more ads than there are today. And as much as uh, uh, journalism, like lo- most businesses, have been challenged by the digital age, I mean, we are still by far the biggest media company in Madison with the biggest reach and the most journalists and and covering this community in ways that nobody else can. So I think that it's well worth I won't repeat again the madison.com slash subscribe now. I wouldn't repeat that again. No, but we're doing uh, great journalism, and we're always trying to do better, and we're happy to have some answers. Hi. Did yesterday's Sunday paper have a opinion section? Uh, my home delivery didn't have it, and I got one from the grocery store, another paper, and it also lacked the opinion section. Is it the case that there wasn't one? I like this guy. I love this guy because he's clearly looking for the opinion page in the Sunday section. And something happened, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we changed from being at the front of the D section to the back of the D section. Yeah, so if you want to see the opinion pages on Sunday now, you go to the business section, and we are the last three pages of the business section. That was actually better for advertising, <laughs> speaking of advertising. And also, my cartoon is now in color every single week on the back of the D section. So you, you pull out the D section, there's my cartoon right there in color. It, 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 a lot of Sundays, my cartoon was not being run in color. So I like the knowing that I'm gonna, always going to have color for my cartoon and the Mendota Marsh strip. Uh, each week. Yeah, and it has to do with the press, the big press that prints the paper. Certain pages are color and certain aren't. And what happens now is the U-Tune, which is our cartoon caption contest every week, which Phil Hands also does, we also have color for that every week. Yeah. But by the way, I called this guy back, and he was great. He's like, oh, that's where it is? Okay, great. Then I'll go look at it now. Yeah. I mean, he was... We were vital We were vital yeah. to his week. Like, he, he could wanted not... to see his cartoon and his editorial and his letters to the editor and his columns. That's right. <laughs> it's nice to know that people like us. All of the music on our podcast is by Tube Tester. Find and follow Center Stage with Milford and Hands on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And check out past episodes at go.madison.com slash centerstage.